Bless us, God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We bless your name today. We honor you for your presence. For unto you shall all the gathering of the people be. We have gathered unto you today with a heart full of gratitude for all that you have done for us to worship your majesty and your awesomeness. Thank you for your power and thank you for your glory. We as a Lord, you speak to every heart today. Let our life be blessed. For that shall show me the path of life. In thy presence there is fullness of joy and pleasures evermore. Show us the path of life this morning and cause our joy to be full. Thank you for your power and your glory in our midst. In Jesus' name. I decree that you are living with a miracle with you in Jesus' name. Whatever the need and hard as that may be, you are living with your breakthrough with you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Can we give a big clap of hands to the Lord? Let me see that. By the grace of God, we are in a month of constant fellowship. It's a month that we are building ourselves to be committed and to be punctual in God's house. The days when we used to come to church on and off are gone. They are past and gone. The days that we used to come to church tomorrow and next you don't see us, those days are gone. It's a new day altogether. I said it's a new day altogether. Hallelujah. I'm sharing with you this morning a message I've entitled, Pillars of the Kingdom. Three things that makes a building very strong. Number one, foundation. Number two, pillars. And blocks. Three things. The foundation, the pillars, and the blocks. I say blocks. Blocks. I don't kind of she. Kind of broggy. 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 But the most important of these three is the two. That is the foundation and the pillars. These two make a building strong, firm, and unmovable. So when you have a building that has a strong foundation, strong pillars, please you must understand that the building will really last for you. So all those who want to build, this is a good advice for you. Always check your foundation very well. And also, the blocks just devise the place for you, whatever. But it doesn't really matter so much like these two things. That's very much important. So all those who want to build will always make sure that they put a lot of resources in the foundation and also in the pillars. No matter how you admire a building, if the two are not solid, it's just a matter of time and that building will not be there. For you to be able to understand it much better, I just asked Ben to download some of the, the new project we are doing here. We are the foundation. Of, so let me show you some few pictures so that you see how the whole thing is. We have started with the foundation. I realized that even though this is not the first time we are building as a church, but I realized that the higher I want to go, the deeper you must go. When we spoke to the, the one in charge, uh, he said that the foundation should go four feet. Because we are doing three stories. One, two, three. And all the those who are doing the digging were talking. And he said, that's not even enough. After the four feet, you are also going to go deeper six inches for columns. And you can see that it's not just the pillar. But there are so many things that mix up the pillar. When you see this pillar, it's not just stone, cement, whatever. But when you break this pillar, you will see rots in it. Now, so look at this. When you look straight, you can see that we have, um, there is a mat you put down. You fix the mat. The mat alone was about um, three feet square. Very big. Three feet square. The rods we, are, we use, we use the foreign rods. Any steel bender will tell you. 
if you really want a strong pillar, a strong builder, don't use local rods. This one, the price is as twice as the local rods. The local rods sells about, I think about, they sell about 39 or so. This one is about 70 Ghana cities for one. So you can see the pillars. Before the pillar is formed, you go deeper with the mat, then you set the iron rods on it. Then you begin to cast the pillar. So by the time you cast this pillar, you will see to it that this pillar is so strong and so firm to the point that God, the pillar is the one that's going to hold the entire building. So if you really want to have a strong building and a strong project, please you must understand that your pillars must be strong. Because don't forget the pillars also involves with the foundation. It begins with the whole thing. So please, I just want to draw the picture to you that if you really want to have a strong building, don't forget that your foundation is very much important. And you must understand that God's building. You must understand that. In First Timothy chapter number 3, the verse 14 through 15, the church is also God's building. This is a write unto you, though I hope to come to you shortly. But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the what? In the house of God, which is the church. So the moment you hear the word church, we are talking about the house of God. Please, I hope you understand that. So the church is also what we call the house of God. And every house consists of foundation and consists of pillars and blocks. Please, I hope you understand my, my argument. Very much important. You must understand that. If the church is the house of God, then the church must have foundation and must have pillars and must have blocks. But my main emphasis on these two, the foundation and the pillars. Amen. Amen. If the church of God is going to last and is going to be more stronger, there must be strong foundation and strong pillars in it. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, the verse 11. Listen to what is in 1 Corinthians 3, 11. Who is the foundation of the church? What is the foundation of the church? 1 Corinthians 3, 11. He said, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So the foundation of the church is who? Is Jesus. Two major things that makes a building, the foundation and the pillars. And Paul said, No one can build any foundation than the one that Christ has already built. And that foundation is Christ himself. So the foundation of this church, and if the church truly comes from God, then the foundation of that church is who? Is Christ. Very much important. So the, um, what the church sits on is Christ. So all of us as a, as a house of God, we are sitting on who? Christ as our foundation. And if Christ is a foundation, then we must understand that our foundation is very strong and very sure. That your life will never collapse. The church will never collapse because the foundation is Christ himself. Hallelujah. Amen. I pray that we recognize Christ as the foundation of his church in the name of Jesus. Amen. So Christ alone is the foundation on which the church sits on. The church in Jerusalem was doing very well. had a very strong foundation. But yet... Uh, the scripture we read from uh, Galatians 2, from verse 6 to 10. The church in Jerusalem had a very strong church, very, very strong. The foundation was Christ. But at the same time, the church in Jerusalem also had pillars. From Galatians 2, 6. But from those who seem to be something, whatever they were, it makes no difference to me. God shows personal favoritism to no man. For those who seem to be something added nothing to my life, nothing to me. But on the contrary, 
when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcised, now the uncircumcised were the Gentiles, those who were not Jews, had been committed to me that God gave the gospel of, to the Gentiles to Paul. When they saw that, because, I mean, there was a lot of argument among them that um, anyone who wants to become a Christian must be circumcised. And they said, no, it doesn't go like that. That when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision had been committed to me, as the gospel of the circumcised was to Peter. So Peter was to the Jews, and Paul was also to the Gentiles. And when they saw that, for he who worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised, also worked effectively in me toward the world, the Gentiles. And when James, Peter, and John, that's the, who seemed to be what? Peerless. Perceived the grace that had been given to me, they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship that we should go to the Gentiles and they also to the circumcised. Listen to what Paul said. Paul said, among the church in Jerusalem, I saw not only the foundation, the foundation is crap because nobody can be the foundation of the church. Because we only have one foundation and that foundation is who? Christ. Then he said, not only, it's not only foundation that makes a building, but there are also pillars that makes the building. Because that is where the strength of every building lies. Then he said, Christ is the foundation, but the pillars of the church in Jerusalem and all the church all over the world is not Christ, but it's Peter, James, and John. So Christ is the foundation, but human beings are the pillars that God uses to build the church. Please, I, I hope you understand my friend. Yeah. So who is the foundation of the church? Don't forget, I'm speaking to you on the topic, the pillars of the kingdom. I'm not talking about blocks of that. I'm talking about the pillars. Jesus is the foundation. Then he said, Peter, James, who seemed to be pillars? The reason why he used the word seemed simply means that he didn't want to portray the fact that the church depends on them. But he knew that the church can thrive based on those people. The foundation is Christ. But the pillars are human personalities that God uses. So God is building the church through himself and also through people. And if the church can go far, if the church can last, we don't only need the foundation, but we also need the human pillars, not human blocks. Help me tell the person, we don't need human blocks. You don't need... Tell the person, we need pillars, pillars. Help me ask the person, are you blocks or you are pillars? By the time I finish, you know whether you are a block or you are a pillar or you are just a plastering. Hallelujah. So don't forget the foundation. The, the church is the house of God. And every house consists the foundation and the pillars. When we, we started this project, the, the, the one supervising the project said, so for, if the church has money, what I would have preferred that we do is that don't even lay blocks from the foundation. Let's do the, the pillars, do the floor, do the pillars and do the floor. And when we are done with everything, then we just use the blocks for the division. Help me as a person. Are you a block or you a pillar? Which one? I'm telling you. May God help us. So you can see that every church which has Jesus as its foundation must also have human pillars. Jesus is the foundation, but the pillars are the human beings. 1 Corinthians 3.9. Listen to what he says. How God works with pillars to build his church. And 2 Corinthians 6.1. Listen to what he says. He said, for we are God's fellow what? Workers. Who are God's field? You are God's building. So there are people who are working with God as pillars to help build God's building, which is the church. Ah. 
Ben, give me the NIV. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field and God's building. So there are people in the church who are just normal members. But there are others also who are helping to build it. Hallelujah. Amen. Go back to 2 Corinthians 6. Listen to what it says. That then as workers together with him also, plead with you not to receive the grace of God in what? In vain. So we are working together with who? To build the which is his house. Amen. Amen. That's how it works. Paul said, I plant the seed, Apollo waters it, but it is God who makes it to grow. So everybody is playing a part to build the church. And especially God is not looking for blocks, but he's looking for pillars. Pillars. Because that is where the foundation of the church stands on. That's the strength of the church. The strength of the church does not depend on blocks, but it depends on its pillars and its foundation. That's why the foundation is already there. But what we must pray for and believe God for, that God will help us to get pillars in the church. Pillars. Pillars in the church. Pillars. Let me put it in a simple. Human pillars. Human pillars. Hallelujah. Every building needs pillars. Let Let me show you in Proverbs 9, the verse 1. Listen to what it says. Proverbs chapter 9, chapter 9, the verse 1. He said, Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven what? Please, no matter how wise you may be, you will still need pillars in your building. Wisdom. Wise people will build on pillars. Or wise people will make sure they have strong pillars. Wise people. And if the church is going to be wise and the church is going to last, the church must seek for pillars. Human pillars, not blocks. And that's my challenge to you this morning. I pray. One of the praying the message, I was just believing God and praying to the Lord. Lord, help us to have more pillars in this church. Yeah. I pray that you will graduate from being a block, being a plastering. Not the people I mean they say, Well, oh, I just seven papers. When there's a leakage, you just block somewhere. Oh, yeah, well, you're not touching baby, then you just go your way. I pray that you graduate from there to become a real pillar that the church depends on. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I see graduating to that level. In the name of Jesus. So wisdom has built a house and has hewn or set a seven pillars. No matter how wise you are, you will need pillars in every building. You will need them. A church without strong pillars can never last. If the church can be built to God's satisfaction, there must be human pillars in it. Hallelujah. Now, what are some of the characteristics of human pillars in the church? What makes pillars different from all the others? Number one, pillars are stationed. Exactly. This pillar that you see here, you can go and travel and come. The pillar will still be there. Except it's not a strong pillar. But if the pillar is strong, no matter where you go, you will still go and come back and find the pillars in the church. I mean, find the pillars. Amen. We need stationed members. And not roaming, inconsistent members who are always full of excuses. Pillars are stationed. That's how it is. You can break, I mean, you can break blocks, you can break whatever. But when it comes to pillars, when you are breaking the pillar, you must be very careful. You must think very well. Because one pillar you break can collapse the entire building. I'm telling you. Pillars in the church or human pillars are always stationed. They are at one place. They have nowhere to go. They are there and there forever. God wants you to become a pillar in the church that is stationed. 
that you are in the church and you have nowhere to go. This is where God has brought me. This is where I belong. This is where I know I am and I'm not going anywhere. This is a pillar you can depend on. But you can never say that of many people in the church. There are people, even their commitment is always questionable. You can't even tell whether their blood can last a bit. You can't even tell their stand in the church. You can't tell. You don't know who they are in the church. But God is seeking for pillars. He said, I mean, that's what Paul said. He said, Peter, James, and John, who seem to be pillars in the church, they are stationed. When you are arrested and you are asked to deny Christ, I said, then you kill us. The Romans killed them. And they said, no, I mean, we can't deny. I mean, we are stationed in Christ. We have nowhere to go. From today, make up your mind. This is where God has brought me and this is where I belong. God is not looking for roaming members. The only person who roams is the devil. First Peter 5 8. Let me show you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a rolling what? The only person who has been roaming, jumping from one place to the other. That's some of you don't know the church you belong to. Sunday, there's a church you attend. Tuesday, there's another church you attend. Wednesday, there's another one. You have about four churches you attend. We don't know where you belong. Help me ask the person, where do you really belong? Where, where do you really belong? Amen. God wants you to be what? I pray that after today, you shall be stationed at one place. Amen. I said, you shall be stationed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Nobody can move you from the church of God. Nobody can take you away from the house of God. You know you are there for You can hit this pillar. You can whatever it is. But it's still the same. That's it. It's there. It doesn't come offenses and somebody offended me so I will not come to church again. Shame on you. Somebody didn't talk to me. When I gave birth, nobody visited me. Nobody called me. When I didn't come to church, nobody. you were a baby. No, I'm telling you. Pillars are stay. Let me show you a scripture. Go with me to John chapter number six. This scripture will blow your mind. John 6, starting from verse 64 to 68. Please pass for me. I pray that you shall be stationed from today in the name of Jesus. Yeah. You see, this church we have been through a lot too. If I'm telling you, you saw, you have, we have been through a lot. But listen to me, God has given us pillars in this church. Oh, yes. When I raise my head, I see a lot of pillars in this church. No, I'm telling you. Strong pillars. When, when I look here, when I look here, when I look, pillars. People you can depend on. That's what we are praying for. There are people in this church, I always tell, even if there is earthquake, they will still be in church. And when they are leaving you, it pays. I remember when I was asking Pastor Victor to leave us to open the Santo branch. It the thing really paid me. I wanted him to go, but the thing still, still paid me. I'm telling you, there are people when they are leaving you, it's, it's as if they are cutting you. He's like Pastor K. He will do this, he will do that. Everything is organized, everything is. The Lord lay upon my hands so that we should expand. It was the thing so hurt me so. But there are some people that when they also leave you, praise God, oh. Uh, can you help me as a person as to you when you leave for another branch are we going to miss you hey you never even know they didn't come to church no there are people like that when they don't come you don't even remember you can't even recognize them it means that you are not a pillar you are just some plastering somewhere amen but there were some of who did not believe for Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him please roll 
And he said, therefore I have said to you at one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him. A lot of people left Jesus. Yeah, but a lot of people left him. One day when some people were leaving me, I was so hurt. I was so offended. I was so hurt. So how can you come be good to people and people treat you like that? And the Lord took me to the scripture. He said, even Jesus himself, they left him. How much? Who are you? And I kept quiet. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Continue. Listen to what he said. Then Jesus said to the twelve, do you also want to go away? Listen to the reply. It's okay. Who is this Peter? The one Paul spoke about in Galatians. He is the one he's saying referring to. He said, but Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. This is a pillar. This what? This is what? Can this be said about you? They say, what I know, yes, now this world. He has settled in his mind whether I'm offended. If we are to be you one day, I will look at you and rebuke you. Mary, you are a devil. Look at your face. Everybody will hear that I've insulted you. And even if they hear you, I will not even see you in church again. How can you call me a devil? But Jesus looked at Peter and said, you devil. No matter, when you are stationed there, no matter the insult, no matter the word, this is where I belong to. I have nowhere to go. This is my place. This is my place. This is my place. May God make you a pillar. I said, may God make you a pillar in this church. Hallelujah. So pillars are always stationed. Always stationed. Number two thing about pillars. Pillars are deeper than blocks. Pillars are always deeper. So pillars and blocks are not on the same level. Yeah. Pillars goes deeper. Deeper than blocks. Blocks are lighter. Even now, there are, there's what you call hollow blocks. Hollow. <laughs> As we have hollow church members. You know hollow? When you look from the outside. It looks so nice. But when you raise the block, when you, are, when, when you are far, you see the block. This block can be very heavy, can be very thick. When you raise it, very light. And when you turn, you see some holes inside. We call it hollow. Every pillar must be solid. Unlike blocks. So one thing about pillars, pillars are deeper than blocks. Human pillars in the church are always involved. Mm. They are always they are more rooted. They are more rooted in the church. They are more rooted. Yeah. Very rooted. They are very deep in the church. Go deeper. Very rooted. They have taken grounds in the church. Very rooted. Very deep. Very deep. Very deep. When I was praying about this, I was just the Lord was just remind, just remembering me some of the the, the, the the pillars He has given you are very rooted in the church that nothing can move them. Nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. I see you going deeper. Amen. Get involved. Get what? What takes you deeper is your involvement. Is your what? Involvement. Wednesday service, you are there. There are many of you, when you declare fast, you don't even fast. You are shallow. You are hollow block. Hollow. Not jet block. The block that has holes inside. Hollow. Hollow blocks. If you want to go deeper in the church, you must be involved. You must be what? Involved. Wednesday you are there. 
unless maybe it's not it's not convenient that many of you your excuses are I mean too much when how many of you are committed in Wednesday service many people come from work straight to church yeah Friday prayer meetings fastings there are some of you even as for Sunday you choose when to come and when not to come Please listen to me. If you are a member of this house and you are a Christian, you are a child of God and you don't come to church and you are comfortable, there is a question mark on you. There is a problem with you. I'm telling you. You can never be a genuine Christian and be comfortable when all people are coming together and you don't appear. You don't come. You will never be comfortable. You will never. I'm telling you. It's a sign that you are really for God. You can never. Ah. I spoke to somebody. What did you think I I was washing. I had some visitors. There are people that they go to eat a mutu on Sundays. Yeah. Some use Sunday as their resting day. Sunday, you come to church, you are resting in the house. Hey, mercy on you. I see you going deeper. You get deeper by getting involved. By what? I pray that from today, when a fasting is declared, everybody will get involved in the name of Jesus. Yeah. You get deeper by getting what? Tell the person that you get deeper by getting involved. Help me as a person. How involved are you in the church? How involved? Yeah, how involved? Some of you, the only time we see you is on Sundays. After service, you are gone. That's why we say even God, thank you because even for coming on Sunday, we thank God for you. But go deeper. Go what? I see you going deeper. I said, I see you going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Hallelujah. The third thing about pillars in closing, that human pillars are not easily removed. Normal pillars are not easily removed. Now, the project we are doing, if you really want to move a pillar, I mean, if you want to move blocks, that's very easy. But if you really want to move a pillar, you really need to go deep into the foundation. Go deep. And that's one thing about pillars in the church. Human pillars in the church are not easily Removed. You can't easily remove them. No matter the pressure, pillars cannot be easily removed. But blocks does. The church built with pillars and not unstable members. Not unstable. The church is built with what? Pillars and not unstable. Yeah. Can you please help me as a person? Can the church depend on you? Can the church depend on you? Help me as a person in terms of your commitment and your involvement. Can the church depend on you? Yeah. They are there today. Tomorrow you don't see them. Then they are gone. Those are people you can't build a church on. You can't build church on such people who are there today and tomorrow you can't find them. Let me ask you this question. How many of us, since the beginning of this year, you have never missed a Sunday service? Let me see your hand up. Hallelujah. Amen. The church is built on people who are not easily removed. No matter the pressure, no matter the force, they are still there. They are there. That's, that's pillars for you. Pillars can take pressure. They can take whatever. But yet, they remain at where they are. They don't talk. That is pillars for you. My prayer for you this morning, about the grace of God, the Lord will change you from becoming a block, turn you to become a pillar, and become a person that the church can depend on. In the name of Jesus. Amen. That God will help us to be established in his house very well. Be very strong. Yeah, quite won't go be. 
Yeah, maybe. Help me as a person. Do you go or you come? Which, which, what do you do? <laughs> ah, we are giving money to advance the work. We are doing this. You are not involved. Hallelujah. Amen. We are going to pray today. And this prayer, I believe, will move your life and will move your heart. Amen. That from today till Jesus comes, you will never miss a service in the name of Jesus. Especially, especially when it comes to Sunday services. Because sometimes, the weekly service, we can, sometimes, because some of you, you close very late. Some of you close by 8 o'clock and all that. But those who close early and you have the opportunity to come. There are people in this church, since they joined this church, they have never missed a service. Yeah, I'm telling you. So we are praying for that grace to that the Lord will help you. Listen to what David said. Give me Psalm 23. I love this scripture. From verse 1. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Listen to what he says. Row. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me, the prince of my... You anoint my head with oil. My cup run. And listen to what David said. Can we read together verses 1 to you? Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord for... Listen to me. You can never make up your mind to dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. That goodness and mercy will never follow you. I'm telling you. It's the mind though. David loved the house of God to the point that he decided to build a church for God. I mean, he was so... Please give me Psalm 84, verse 10. Listen to what David said. Psalm 84, verse 10. For a day in your courts is better than a, a day with you. A day in the church with God is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the week. Ah, yeah. Amen. I want to be a security man at the gate. Even if I come and I don't even enter, it's enough for me. You see people with heart. No wonder God said, David is a man after my... Please, you don't just win the heart of God. Oh. You, we, we better change our attitude towards God and his house. He said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into... The, I, was, I was excited. I would rather be a doorkeeper. I would rather... Instead of you not to come to church, I'll just come and stand at the gate as Pastor Esbaz has been doing. Sleep in the car. <laughs> in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents. Where do you find yourself on Sundays? Some of you, because of programs on television, you can't come to church. Now I'm telling you. You have so many excuses. Hey! Your excuses are too much, oh. See, as we move, I want to show you the power of assembling. When you come to church, what it does for you, spiritually and physically. From today, all the church services you have missed will be the last time you will miss a church service in the name of Jesus. Now, how do you feel when it's time for church and you don't come? How do you feel? When you are giving the excuses, how do you feel? How do you feel? And don't forget, when we gather, we don't gather to man. We gather unto him. We are coming because of him. You have an appointment with God and you decide not to come. 
And when he has appointment with you, he will not show up. He said, the way you treat me, I'll treat you the same. If you honor me, I'll also do what? Honor you. Using your job as an excuse, I'm tired, I was doing this. I was... Hey, now one and here. Who's on is good. Who's on? We all strive to come. Don't say because of my pastor. Everybody who comes to church, all of us can give reasons why. We... Couldn't you give reasons for why you won't be able to come to church this morning? If you wanted to give reasons, you could have done that. But some of you, when you woke up, you, you felt some pains and all that. So I said, I'm going. Some of you are sitting here, you don't have offering, but you are still here. Your excuses ceases from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said your excuses ceases from today. Amen. I said your excuses ceases from where? From today. From today, receive the grace to be a pillar. Amen. When we come, we we'll always see you. Ah, uh, we we'll always do what? Even if you are dying. Hey, let me tell you this story. Um, Doctor Cho, Sunday morning, the man was sick. I said, please put me on a stretcher. I said, I want to go to church. They put him on stretcher and he went to church to preach. After preaching, he just got up. God, the Lord just healed him. So if, you, if this is your knee here, pain you, Ajay, you exaggerate it, make it big. Ah! Just a small headache. Hey! What should we do to you? What should God do for you? Treat God well and he will treat you well. I'm telling you. Do you know that when we come to church, there is a register that God marks? Yeah. I will show you as we move on. But we say, all of them appear before his presence. All of them appear, appear before his presence. And when you come, even Jesus counts the offering, how much more the people? And even the, when the woman was, they were giving the offering at the church, he stood there and he was watching the offering. A rich man put in. The, the poor widow put how many? Just two coins. Even if he's counting money, money a human being, who is more precious? So if he can see how much you are putting in the offering bowl, then you must understand that he has seen you already. When we appear before his presence and he's marking the register, may your name never be missed in the register. Uh, it's like we are going to school and it's marking. Hey, presence. D, present. Jane, present. When you appear before him and he shows you the register, May they never be absence in your register. Amen. Tell the person from today, stop the excuses. Stop the excuses. Tell the person say from today, stop the excuses. They are becoming too much for you. You are too big for that. You are too big for excuses. Hallelujah. Can you please rise to your feet? Our time is up. Glory to God. Sure.